Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, welcome to It's Time for More Injury Funding, the podcast for all who want to learn about legal funding and its significance in the personal injury, workers' compensation, motor vehicle accidents, product liability, medical malpractice, and many other types of law practice domains. I'm your host, Laura, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and heart for all suffering individuals. More Injury Funding is a sponsor, member, associate, or business partner of uh, this podcast, Academy of Trek Accident Attorneys, Sandy Springs Bar Association, Georgia Association of Paralegals, Atlanta Legal Aid Society, State Bar of Georgia, and Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, attorney Cesar Orantes, founder and managing partner of Orantes Law Firm LLC, located in Brookhaven, um, Georgia. Today, we'll talk about the economic impact of work accidents, how work accidents impact individuals, companies, and society as a whole. At the end of our episode, as usual, I'll have a pop, fun pop-up question for our guest. Uh, so stay tuned. And you, my dear listeners and viewers are here for a treat. Cesar, welcome to It's Time for More Injury Finding Podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well today. Uh, tell us a little bit about Orantis Law Firm. How long ago did you found your company and what are the primary primary areas of your law practice? Okay. Um, well, my name is, you know, Cesar Rodantes. I've been, I went on my own actually last year around this time. So I've been open for about a year as my own law firm. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. It's been a, a great experience and the learning experience at the same time, uh, learning the business side of the managing the practice, but the legal side of it is exactly the same. I've been an attorney since 2011, 2012, doing workers comp, personal injury, uh, medical malpractice, any accident, injury stuff related, premises liability claims since about 10 years ago. Um, and I finally decided to do things on my own. I wanted to do things my way and represent clients the way I wanted to and manage my uh, my cases and my business the way I wanted to. And that's the reason I decided to do it on my own. So luckily, when I transferred over from my old firm to my new one, um, all my clients came with me. So, um, you know, I, I had a clientele base. That, that's wonderful. Fantastic. Congratulations again. Um, so today we'll focus our attention specifically on the work accidents and how they can economically impact all involved. Let's start our conversation with a very important question. How do work accidents impact the financial well-being of individuals who are injured on a job? Well, you know, it, it's uh, immediate impact. Uh, a lot of my clients for when I do workers' comp cases are obviously laborers. They're working somewhere where it's a physically demanding job, uh, either construction or even housekeeping. I've had clients as well who are office workers who you know don't know what things like that they happen at work. But most of them are working physically demanding job where they're having to do heavy lifting, standing around for a long time, whatever the case may be, they're being dangerous locations. So as soon as they get injured, it affects how they live. They, it affects their family, expense, their expenses, uh, their income, um, not only for the short term, but also for the long term. Because even though people might get the treatment that they need and deserve, they still have a long lasting injury that will affect them. And hopefully uh, the doctors and the medical treatment can lessen that burden, but sometimes that's not possible, right? So it's an immediate impact that it has on the individual workers and also the, the family of the workers. So that, that that's, that's, uh, that's what mm -hmm. usually happens in work accidents. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you say are the major financial costs associated with workplace injuries? Um, and how do they affect both the injured worker and their family, since you mentioned the family as well? So the one thing uh, people need to understand about work injuries and workers' compensation law here in Georgia is that it's uh, it's designed to put the person back to work. It's not necessarily designed to provide economically for that person. So essentially, there's two main things that happen. The employer, through its insurance company, is supposed to provide medical treatment for anything that's related to the accident. Mm-hmm. Now, if that person can't go back to work, then they're also supposed to provide uh, income benefits, a weekly check of two-thirds of what the person was actually making. So automatically, uh, that person's going to receive one-third of what they're used to getting. And if people are working paycheck to paycheck, that has a huge impact on the family, right? So that's the biggest thing that you're going to notice. Um, of course, uh if you're making one third less, then your family is going to be affected. So that is designed to get the person incentivized to go back to work so they can work, get 100% of what they were earning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. And can you, um, Cesar, provide um, some examples of the medical expenses that can arise from these work accidents? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's immediately, if somebody needs an emergency care, you're going to the hospital. So if they're going to the hospital, that's an immediate expense right there for the family, for the individual worker. Uh, and then as things go on, the person might need specialized care with an orthopedic doctor, some pain management, neurological care. Uh, every once in a while, you might have uh, some psychiatric care that the person might need. And all of that right there should be paid for by the insurance company that the employer uh, has, but sometimes that doesn't happen. Uh, there's also some more incidental stuff like transportation to and from these appointments. Some people can't do that, so that should be provided. Um, another thing that might happen is that there's uh, people, a lot of my clientele are Spanish-speaking, so they'll have an interpreter that should be there in every uh, in every appointment. Uh, then you have physical therapy. Uh, you will have diagnostics like MRIs or CT scans, um, injections, surgeries, uh, post-surgery recoveries. So it could really add up pretty quickly uh, depending on how severe the accident is. And there's also some cases, some accidents where the person requires long-term care for the rest of their life. Uh, that right there is called the catastrophic case, uh, which does happen, you know, and the law does provide for that. Um, but uh, it, it could get really expensive quickly. Absolutely. And since we're talking about expenses, how can these medical expenses related to injury on the job impact an individual's finances and what, in what ways exactly? And, and, you know, this is the part where uh, uh, me, along with other attorneys that represent injured workers, are, are, are trying to change the way the law works here in Georgia. Uh, it, it really affects them uh, severely. So, uh, yes, they'll get their medical treatment paid for, but what is not really compensated is how that effect has on the person's life on the short term and in the long term, right? So a person might injure their back, they have surgery, successful surgery, but that person may not go back to 100%. So if it was a construction worker who had that, can that person go back to being a construction worker and earning the same wage? Uh, you know, the answer is more than likely no. So that's really the direct effect that that's going to have and the injury is going to have on somebody. 
uh, it's the long-term consequences of an injury. And workers' comp is kind of designed to, to short-term uh, compensate for, some, for, for what happened to that person. Okay. And how do work accidents result in lost wages for injured workers? And what are the long-term financial implications of this loss? So, and that's, it goes into what I was saying here a second ago, uh, that person may receive two thirds of their check up to 400 weeks um, here in the state of Georgia. So that's about seven or eight years. Mm. So imagine the person's recovering for a year, two years, three years, and the whole time they're earning two thirds of what they could be earning. Um, uh, so that has a you know a big impact on a person's finances. Uh, obviously, you know I've had people have to go through different scenarios, um, divorces, um, issues with their mortgage, and things like that because of a work accident and. That's why a lot of times people choose to settle their cases because they can get out of uh, economic hardship if they do so. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, how does workers' compensation play a role in providing financial support to injured workers and alleviating the economic burden of work accidents? So the, the law is designed, like I was saying, to get the person back to work. It's not designed to compensate that person for an accident. So for example, uh, car accidents, uh, slip and falls, those cases tend to uh, compensate these people up to 100%, right? It might, it's a different process. It's designed to, through the legal system, to compensate that person 100% for all their losses. So for mm -hmm. lost wages, for medical treatment, for pain and suffering, all those things. Unfortunately, workers' comp is very limited. It, it, it literally says you get medical treatment and you get two thirds of weekly check until you go back to work. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, it's a more of a band-aid than it is a full 100 percent solution. Um, and that's just something that hopefully think uh, can change over time. We would truly hope so. Mm -hmm. uh, are there any limitations on workers' compensation system that can affect the financial compensation that injured workers receive? So the answer is yes, uh, but it's really a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, some clients um, will have an issue because of their um, employer not doing what they're supposed to do by reporting the accident to the insurance company. Uh, there might be um, an issue with the insurance company taking too long to provide treatment, to investigate the claim, to provide the checks. There might be an issue with uh, the insurance company denying claims for, for uh, unreasonable um, justifications, like uh, they might say it wasn't reported on time. They can say, oh, yeah, I, I acknowledge the fact that you had an accident, but I don't believe that you were actually hurt. Uh, or they might say, you know, yes, yeah, so we know you fell from that ladder, but you didn't hurt your back. You only hurt your arm. So there are all a bunch of reasons why an insurance company might delay, 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 or deny, deny, deny the claim. Uh, and that's where we get involved as attorneys. We'll try to make sure that uh, the person that was injured gets what they deserve. What is the statute of limitations for workers' compensation claims in Georgia? So generally, uh, most maybe of your listeners and viewers might know that a personal injury case is two years uh, from the date of the accident. Uh, in workers' comp, you really have two statute of limitations. Of course, there's always exceptions to these rules, but generally, it's uh, 
an injured worker who gets hurt at work has to report their accident uh, within 30 days of that accident. So what does that mean? Report. All you have to do is notify your employer. So the supervisor, the boss, whoever it is, you don't have to do it in writing. You don't have to send an email. You don't have to do a written report. None of that. Just have to let them know, hey, I got hurt at work. The second uh, statute of limitations is uh, you have to file your claim with the State Board of Workers' Compensation here in Georgia uh, within one year of your accident. So those are the two things that you have to do to make sure that you are uh, your claim is in effect here in the state of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so economic impact of work accidents extends beyond the individual and affects society as a whole. How so? I think uh, if you're looking at it just in the state of Georgia, uh, the workers' compensation system is is really unbalanced. Um, And I keep saying it's designed to take the injured worker back to uh, work. It's because that's just the case. It's not designed to compensate or rehabilitate the injured worker to go back to, to work and earn the same income that they were earning before. So it's literally a Band-Aid. Uh, I think what should be happening is that in, on top of the medical treatment that's provided, on top of the two-thirds that's of in, the income that the person's getting uh, from the insurance company, there should be uh, another avenue where the person can learn new skills uh, or maybe a job placement program uh, where that person can go back into society and actually contribute the same way they can. So even though, yes, there was a short-term uh, fix to the problem, as soon as that person's released, now there's a whole another issue uh, for each individual worker. And, and that affects, I think, uh, little by little, the society as a whole, especially here in the state of Georgia, where the uh, it's an at-work, uh, at-will work state, uh, which means that the injured workers don't have many rights aside from that workers' compensation claim. What measures, in your opinion, can companies and organizations take to minimize the economic impact of work accidents and create a safer work environment overall? So I generally represent um, injured workers. I've never represented the the companies or the employers or the insurance companies. So uh, that might be a question better for them. Uh, But looking at it from from my perspective, where I represent injured workers, uh, uh, there is a... uh, um, always a reason why somebody was injured. And most of the time, it's not the employee's fault. Uh, it's a lack of measures taken by the, the company. Either there's not enough supervision, uh, there's not enough equipment um, for the injured worker, uh, they're trying to be too rushed and they're taking shortcuts and cutting corners, um, things like that. Uh, there's not enough value placed on an employee, on a worker, by the companies because uh, that's just the way uh, the, it's designed here uh, in the state of Georgia. It's just not many workers' rights. And I can see your cat there. Uh, he... <laughs> that's Elvis Presley's, Presley, by the way. Yes, he <laughs> sometimes gets in the picture here. <laughs> so, you know, uh, from a, uh, you know, a big picture perspective, I think uh, we as attorneys and we as uh, people who care about injured workers uh, should try to lobby a little bit more. Uh, to state legislature here uh, to do more and um, to enforce the um, safety regulations on the companies and the employers. 
Absolutely. This is so great. I hope again, my dear listeners and viewers today, you've learned as much as I did about the economic impact of work accidents. And as promised, Cesar, here's a fun pop-up question for you. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we just recently celebrated holiday, Christmas and New Year's. And so what's your favorite holiday movie and what does that say about you? Okay. Um, I, so I'm going back to my childhood here. Is, is the movie's called Ernest Saves Christmas. I have no uh -huh. idea if you know who Ernest is, but it's this uh, <laughs> comic that had movies back in the 80s and 90s. So what does it tell, tell you? It tells me you that I'm getting older, brother. Oh. I, I don't think people even uh, remember that movie. And if they do, I already like them already. Because uh, most people are going to say Elf, because that's a newer one. But Ernest Saves Christmas is probably back in the 80s. I have yeah. to watch that one. I have not watched it yet. Exactly. <laughs> not many people know about it. <laughs> Thank you so much again, Cesar. It was such a great time with you today. If anybody needs your help and is looking for Orantis Law Firm LLC, how can they find you? Do you have a website, social media sources? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok and Instagram, Facebook. It's under Orantes Injury Law. Uh, my law firm name is Orantes Law Firm. My website is orantesinjurylaw.com. And of course, you could always call me at 877-7-ORANTES, uh, and that's O-R-A-N-T-E-S, 877-7-ORANTES. Uh, give me a call. And one thing I didn't mention was that I am bilingual. I do speak Spanish. Um, so if anybody speaks Spanish out there and wants an attorney who does, give me a call. That's fantastic. That again was attorney Cesar Orantes with Orantes Law Firm LLC. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for listening and watching our story today. For more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury law related topics, follow me, download, like, and subscribe. It's time for more injury funding podcasts on several podcast platforms, including but not limited to Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and others. And follow more injury funding on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Pinterest, YouTube, PL Google Business Profile and my website moreinjuryfunding.com. I can't wait to see you, my dear listeners and viewers, at my next up upcoming episode. Tune in soon for our next guest. Until then, be well. Thank you.